Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction. Whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, The Most Dangerous Religion, Mass Human Experimentation, and Transmuting Reality. Why? Well, at the time of actually recording this, uh, Nipsey Hussle's funeral was going on, and they've recently detained Julian Assange of WikiLeaks. We'll be talking about things such as illegal worship. Our good friend Kerry Weather of the Anti-Media will be joining us to explain in depth uh, about things such as the most dangerous religion, statism, the god of authority, the police state, and so much more. Uh, we'll also get into depth and to discussion about what's going on in uh, New York, the vaccine epidemic that's happening there, and so much more. There's a lot of things facing our entire reality uh, that's, that's changing, shaping how we begin to see and perceive things in so many different ways that I truly do think people are beginning to wake up and see the strange days that we find ourselves in. Uh, but before before we actually start this episode, a few quick updates. Look out for the episode I'm going to be doing with Brad Burris of Curse the Opposition Podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing it in studio, so it's going to be really, really awesome stuff. Uh, we may live stream it, who knows. Uh, part two of four with Adam Nix and JC Abbott of the Wayfinder Podcast is up and live. I still need to make the living article so you can see all of the parts as they come out. Uh, we will be live streaming and archiving for exclusive members the New Mexico uh, Mindfulness Conference of 2019. So be on the lookout for that. That's not this weekend, but next weekend. And the weekend after that is where we're taking a trip to the border with the local team. We might actually meet with the mayor of El Paso. Uh, knock on wood, we'll see about that. We have a whole lot of different things to cover in this edition and more. And I just want to say before we start things, thank you for allowing us to be in your lives and to do this type of work and to help affect change. Because believe it or not, you're doing more than you think. And with that being said, let's start the show. Salutations, my friends. I hope you guys can hear me. I've literally been... Oh, God. I think I jinxed myself from the last episode. Uh, we've been having all kinds of back-end audio problems. So I, I'm, I'm hoping you guys can hear this. And I'm hoping the quality uh, is at least getting there. You know, I'm seeing the, I'm seeing the dials go up. I'm seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing recording. I'm going to throw my fingers up and go ahead and say it. But uh, got to get this out there. That was frightening frightening to think that I couldn't reach you guys and I could still probably get it out in another way but because of how much back end work goes into things and how much of everything else that we're getting into uh, it just kind of made me freak out that you know we wouldn't be able to do show this week uh, with everything that's going on uh, <laughs> we are launching so many different things wow so many different things like in the background of uh, everything that, that, that we're doing and it's because of, you know, everything that I said right there, trying to reach you guys, trying to uh, provide more content. Clearly, as we see things going on, happening, escalating, uh, as we're recording this, Julian Assange, is, uh, taken, he's been taken into custody, uh, extradited from the, from the Ecuadorian embassy uh, back to, uh, to America. And so this is, a, this is a huge thing. I'm not even going to lie. And we'll get into this uh, within the first segment of the show. But that just shows, you know, the most dangerous religion truly is statism. 
and I take that from Kerry Wedler, you know, it's important to, to, to really put that into context. Uh, really look at the times that we're in. Really think about what is going on uh, in our time period. Why it's imperative that we have shows like this, why we have uh, pages and networks and everything else that we're doing, because it's not simply about just us. At the end of the day, it's about this, this idea or this movement or this thing that we stand for, this idea of, of freedom, this idea of individuality, of being able to liberate yourself, taking yourself out of the system, or at least uh, being an example of the times, the chronological state of the system. You see, Julian Assange, WikiLeaks, has been instrumental not only in the development of, uh, not only in the development of, of, of what we consider the truth movement, uh, you know, all, all the stuff that's going on, whistleblowers in, or in general. You know, I, uh, I, as I tell people all the time, I came into this from the paranormal aspect. So I used to watch all of Carrie Cassidy's uh, project Camelot. So I was just, just seeing all kinds of different whistleblowers there, uh, learning all kinds of different information, different secret government programs, things that are still operating today. And so people like Assange, uh, you know, this is, this is crazy to think about because this is the work that's being put out there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep our eye on this as it develops. Uh, you know, and this is what happens last week. It was Nipsey hustle. This week it's Julian Assange. They're taking champions, but at the same time, this is allowing people not necessarily to step in and fill those holes, but to rise. I don't think this chaos is going to stop. Clearly it hasn't. It's not stopped me. It's not stopped everybody else. It's only emboldened a lot of other people. We've, had some back and forth with Riza Islam. Clearly he's busy with the, the mar- continuing, continuing the marathon. Car- carrying the torch. Because that's what it's about. Uh, it, it, is, it truly is strange to think about how much stuff has happened. Not only doing the podcast, but how much stuff has happened uh, geopolitically. And how much stuff is currently happening. And why it's important that we keep stepping up. That we keep strengthening our resolve. Strengthening ourselves empowering others, leading ourselves. And I'll be honest with you too. Part of me does think, you know, are we being, are we being triggered into these types of things? Uh, the same way we explain all the, the doubling down uh, with, with our adversaries and things of this nature. Are we ourselves uh, being triggered into this responses, into these types of responses? And that's something I, I constantly think about. This is why I tell you guys, it's important uh, to have this kind of mindfulness attitude this 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 uh this ability to stop hold on try to perceive what is happening to you in almost uh, a yiching manner with 64 different uh, possible explanations and yeah you know you guys are probably saying whoa freedom you're coming in real hot this episode well you know i'll be honest i was meant to do this about two hours ago so i've really been trying to keep my focus and not freak out because audio drivers and just the equipment that we have here I think, like I said before, I just jinx, my, jinx myself from the previous episode, and it's time for us to grow. Uh, we have we have developments going on with On The Wake Up Radio. We're going to be assuming more of a leadership role with that organization, and that's crazy. Uh, we're going to be pulling on new shows. It's, it's, it is wild what's going on. We're going for a 24-hour thing. Probably should have said some of this in the update as well. Uh, <laughs> there's the, we, we're growing. We are growing. And trying to, uh, tr- trying to de- direct growth is always going to be strange. It's going to be hard. 
and adversarial. And I truly believe that's where we're at right now. And if you take a step back from everything that's going on, you've got to understand that's what's happening to you and for you, for everybody. All the stuff that you're seeing, yes, it's happening. You can't get tomorrow back. You can't go back. But what you can do is try to prepare yourself for tomorrow. Like I said before, strengthening your resolve, stealing your mind, finding that inner peace. And with that being said, let's start the show. So we, 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 we talked about it with that little hardcore crazy ramble I did right there at the start. guess you could call that an intro. Uh, we talked about how the most dangerous religion is state, statism. And we see this already in China. We, 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 for a while there, I feel like we had to switch it up because all I was doing was talking, not necessarily smack, but really looking at how authoritarian China is becoming. And what that means for the technocracy globally. What that means for the New World Order thing going beyond 1984 to create this Big Brother mentality, you see. I don't know if we'll have time to get into it, but I definitely, you know, wanted to speak about stuff like toxic masculinity, you know, and how that's the whole the whole thing right now is they have to try to smother us, smother people that want to be uh, manly, smother people that want to be protectors uh, because they need pacified people in this automated society. They don't need people... Uh, essentially buck in the system. They don't need bucks in the system. They need does. They need deers and headlights. They don't need bucks in the system. Somebody should make a shirt of that. Uh, but to get into more of the system and why they don't need bucks, uh, last week we had a lot of stuff going on as far as uh, the Me Too movement, creepy Uncle Joe Biden, and I really didn't, I didn't report on it because I think everybody already knew <laughs> about creepy Uncle Joe. I think everybody already understood that, that creepy Uncle Joe was just that he was that guy. And it wasn't because it wasn't whenever he was around Obama. No, this is just who he was. There was like a whole meme out there. Like this is this is who he is. And and the reason they have to doubt the reason they have to play it out right now is because it is really that bad. The same way we've been documenting the rise of pedophilia, uh, and all this other these, 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 what I would consider sexual perversions, the same way we've been rising, exposing that, we have to, ex we have to show how, well, at the top, that's what it is. When we're talking about sociopaths, pedophiles, uh, uh, psychopaths, and all these other things, people who are really disassociated from society, who truly do not care, who are not trying to care, they don't understand the context in which they're operating. So they have to make light of the, of the, of the situations and the context that we operate in the same way the rich don't pay taxes and they say yeah well you should pay your taxes because well they make money off of us paying our taxes but i digress let me play for you guys this video of creepy uncle joe biden uh going up to this child and saying uh, i asked for his permission i got uh, i got his permission to touch him but this is after countless numbers of groping videos have come up of, of, of former Vice President Creepy Joe Biden touching uh, people and people talking about it as well. So it, it's, it's, it's something we have to talk about simply because uh, we're going to be getting, in, getting into, uh, you know, things like child brides being sold on, sex, on, on, on Facebook. We mentioned that briefly the other day uh, and how this Arizona state representative defended child sex trafficking. So what I'm trying to illustrate, again, to you guys is just that, how these people in these higher positions, they do not see life as sacred as we do. We take care of our children. 
just want you to know I had permission to hug Lonnie. I, we, 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 we I, uh, but it's up to By the way, he gave me permission to touch him. I, <laughs> I'm sorry to take so long, guys, but everyone knows I like kids better than people. Um, yeah. But look. I'm sure. I'm sure. So I want to I wanted to play that for you guys because this next video that we're going to get into, uh, and then I'll start carrying out the rest of this, and just again just continuing to play you guys the com- the, the the compilation uh, that just indicates that these people, the people that are in control, they're trying to desensitize you uh, not only to pedophilia, uh, but to 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 child sex trafficking, to grooming, to all these different types of things. This the reason why this is an epidemic is because this is massive. And they're saying, okay, from, from all of the, the arrests that we conducted in 2017, 2018, and I told you guys myself, I kind of got tired of, record, of, of reporting it because of how many different types of things there are. Uh, we had Dr. John A. King on uh, to talk about literally his, his ability to stop child sex trafficking. It was a two-part episode uh, that illustrates how these people slowly wiggle their way in. Now, this, this next video I'm going to play for you guys uh, is 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 how activists expose the second drag queen story time as being sex offenders. This happened in Texas. So when we're talking about these people that are dressing up in drag, reading to kids, we're talking about how these are child sex offenders. Yeah, clearly nobody <laughs> nobody in their right mind would want to do that. But that's the that's the thing. Uh, we've ta- we've played for you as well the clip of Dylan Pontiff, uh, the 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 drag queen story hour reader uh, who appeared I think he was in like Louisiana or Kentucky I don't know but essentially what we're trying to again talk about is these people pushing this idea of tolerance it's not tolerance man they're 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 conditioning them you know and don't even get me started on Desmond the drag kid whoever runs that uh, that that poor child's uh, Instagram has me blocked last time we posted something about him we got a strike on the account so you're beginning to have this kind of protected class of people, but you have to understand the agenda that created them and why it's not, it's not, it's not simple. Okay. And this is why, again, I, I care about not only the kids, but I care about the generations that come after them. And whenever we're scrambling their minds with these drugs, with these types of uh, uh, presentations, these, these drag queen story hours, this isn't right. I think everybody gets that. And I talked about this with Brad Burris. Where I said, think about that. Could you imagine being so like so empty inside that you feel like you have to have your identity given to you by these types of things? But I digress. Let, let me play for you guys this clip of this activist talking about where some of these uh, the, the, these readers that attend Drag Queen Story Hour come from. And breaking news, we have just confirmed that a registered child sex offender has been reading to children at a Houston public library as part of its Drag Queen Story Hour. This was brought to our attention by a group who's been trying to put an end to the program. A media spokesperson for the library confirms one of those drag queens, Tatiana Malanina, is really Alberto Garza, a child sex offender. In 2008, he was convicted of assaulting an eight-year-old boy. Most parents would not allow that individual to sit in this library, sashay in, and be held up as a role model to our children. Shame on you, Mayor Turner. 
The library issued a statement saying, in part, we deeply regret this oversight and the concern this may have caused our customers. Well, we realize this is a serious matter. We'll have much more on this tonight. I'm, I'm, yeah, very, very serious model or very serious matter. And I get it. We're supposed to be understanding of these types of people. Uh, we're, we're, we're supposed to whatever. And I think some of the mindsets regarding all this is now what are we get, what are we doing with these people who are walking around uh, who are essentially clinically insane, but not not in any kind of uh, institution uh, where we're 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 actually encouraging this. That's the crazy part. We are actually encouraging this and we'll get into more like the, the, the human experimentation aspect of that later on in the trans uh, uh, later on in the transmission. But with this, I just wanted to show you how. The most dangerous religion is statism because they are the ones that are pushing this. This is authorized by these types of people. They're saying, yep, for sure, let's go on by it. The mayor's about it. For sure, this is a good thing. Well, don't you think that mayor probably got, uh, let's just say, uh, in, inculcated and in, inculcated? I'm not really sure how to explain it, but what I'm trying to say is th these people that take part in. Uh, higher echelon parts of society. Essentially, the Freemasons, it's a, it's a big old club and we're not in it, right? They have certain rites of passages, certain things that have to be done. And when I mean that, I, I, I'm essentially saying sex parties. Who's to say that the mayor's not a drag queen? Who's to say that all the other influential members of society do not take part in this? There's an image floating around that people have sent to us thousands of times, not thousands, uh, dozens of times of what looks to be like Obama in some kind of glitterly, glitterly, glittery demon thingy with horns and all this other stuff, you know, and there's this theory going around as well that Michelle Obama is my Michael. Uh, and so there's a lot of things that come out of this. You see what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're really trying to get you guys and, and the entire world used to this. What is Caitlyn Jenner? Okay. So again, uh, this is, this is why they're not holding the, the divinity within man and woman sacred. They're making a mockery of it. And speaking of mockery, let me play for you guys this clip of this Arizona representative defending child sex trafficking. I'll, I'll read this real quick. There's a, a little bit of a, I'll, I'll read this. There's a slide before it says during the Republican woman of Prescott event, uh, child advocate Marissa Hamilton debated with now ex-lawmaker David Stringer on child sex trafficking. Waving flags of another country. Yeah. Just really, really, do, you, really, do you think I should ask a question about it? Um, and then to have people down there that I spoke to knowing that there is there was individuals in, in the Mexican side selling flags. Wow. Three quarters of a million dollars in his representation. Uh, an agent named Mike Schwartz, which you may have seen in the news lately. He was getting rocked. Okay, wow. So I'll try to narrate that real quick uh, for people that, 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 that weren't able to get it. Essentially, they're talking about, do you, do you think I should ask a question about immigration? Uh, the person responds, says, 
I was going to ask about child se- child trafficking, sex trafficking, and child sex trafficking. I don't like I don't like to demonize it. I think uh, I think that's demagogue on child and child sex trafficking. There really isn't a lot of child sex trafficking. There's a there's a lot of 15 year old prostitutes. Okay, <laughs> no, no. And then it goes on to to basically say essentially this guy's making a joke about child sex trafficking and saying that it's 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 child prostitutes there's nothing wrong there the same way that we've heard this this idea that you know there's no human trafficking going on there's no situation going on in the border uh do, do you see how it's kind of this absent-minded approach towards all the stuff that you that we keep seeing more and more evidence of child sex trafficking is huge that's why we have to look at this stuff that, that is going on at the border because some of the people that are be <laughs> Some of the people that are being that are being caught at the actual border, right? Some of them are actually uh, traffickers. Okay, I think people need to get that as well. Not only are they people seeking asylum, but they are also people who are trafficking children. Okay, when we're going to, when we're making this trip down to the border later on this month, I, I'm I'm hoping that we're able to not only get footage of people that are Cuban, Honduran, Venezuelan, uh, uh, whoever is from South America, okay, as well as people who were from the Middle East. Because I understand this the same way that there were jihadi training camps here in New Mexico and the same way there are ones on the southern border. Uh, where do you think these people are coming to? And I've, I've made a joke about how uh, Al-Hazir could become, you know, Jorge. And I say this because Americans are blind uh, to, to, to other nationalities. They do not have they don't they, <laughs> they don't understand. They don't look at things. OK, so when I get this footage, it's to explain a lot of the different points that we're talking about here there's 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 a reason why we're looking at this in such a, a a complex fashion so i'm sure you're asking well how do we switch up from talking about creepy uncle joe biden uh drag queens being reading to 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 uh to children and now we're talking about child sex trafficking and human trafficking because this is all still part of the the, the most dangerous religion this is all still about uh, uh the government telling you hey it's okay it's all right to do these types of things. So while people like, or while independent organizations like the Free Thought Project get taken down, things like the anti-media and more, all kinds of independent uh, operations you have on, on the Facebook, right, being taken down, content being removed, you have African child brides sold on Facebook because that's okay. That's right. Because slavery is still going on. Human trafficking is still going on. Some of it on Facebook. I, I, I wonder if they operate through Craigslist. And what I'm really trying to illustrate here to you guys, because I'm not, I'm not really sure if I'm able to put this into context, right, and why this is so important. Why we need to look at this. Because these are humans' lives. They're trafficking in men's souls. They're trafficking in women's souls. I think it was 2016, we... we, we Spoke about, uh, I forget her name. It's Ann Lucas. I thought it was an anagram or at least a clever tip, tip, uh, tip of the nose to Anna Lucius, the year of light. Uh, but Ann Lucas was a victim of trafficking, of human trafficking, and she escaped. Now, a lot of the things that people don't think about regarding human trafficking, child sex trafficking, and everything else is things like satanic ritual abuse. You, like, really, really think about this. They're saying it's okay to abort children, and then we have to import them in. 
Like it, it, it's truly crazy uh, the mindset that's being pushed these days. And it's because it's an anti-human agenda. It's because it's the state. You're a number. You're a figure. My team wins. It's not about looking at the divinity within. It's not understanding our history, understanding our legacy. It's not understanding uh, nationality. No, it's none of these things. It's understanding that we have an agenda to push. It's understanding that we want to have things made a certain way. We have generational issues that are going on. Yet we're not able to talk about it because of what? The most dangerous religion. Well, political correctness also being a part of it. Do you see how your entire worldview, your opinion, has been manufactured because of the most dangerous religion? Check this out. I thought this was some of the most scariest stuff of the week that I could try to present to you guys. And and the reason I brought this up is because I knew. I knew it was going to happen again. I knew more of it was going to happen. But I remember it. And, and, and this ties into... Uh, this ties into the dangerous religion because, well, how much information do you think the church has? I'm trying to illustrate to you. Uh, they say it was the separation of church and state. Well, what happens if they turn the church into the state or the state into the church? <laughs> what happens when that happens? Well, that's whenever they begin to have access over everything, both mind, body, soul, and your future children. But check this out. Ancestry websites are giving FBI access to DNA data. WikiLeaks revealed this. It was their CODIS database gifted to other countries. And DHS is rolling out a rapid DNA system nationwide. And I spoke on this. It was this Glaxo, GlaxoSmithKline teamed up with 23andMe, a pharmaceutical company teamed up with a genetics company to try to figure out, oh, well, what are the best, you know where this is going to go. What are the best ways not only to provide customers uh, with with genetically tailored tailored drugs, right? But what are they more susceptible to? And now you have family tree DNA linking up with the FBI. If you guys have not seen that movie Gattaca, you need to understand why this is a huge de- a huge deal. They're getting rid of religion, getting rid of spirituality, they're getting rid of God. They're instituting Satanism for sure. If you guys, oh man, that's a lot of what 2016 was as well. The, and this is, this is the crazier part about it. Uh, because Satanism is not a, real, a religion, it's a philosophy. You see that? Uh, it can be taught in school. It can be a club. It can be out there. But Christianity, no, 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 no. Get it out of there. But let me get into this article real quick. Uh, and then, uh, then we'll, we'll uh, get into this this other part, which talks again about how we see the we see the state overturning religion, and how this was prophesied in the Bible. Uh, this is the mark of the beast. This is the one world government. You see, we're already online. Look at what social media has done. It's only a matter of time until we until we begin to consolidate powers nationally. This is what the this is what the United Nations is for. This is what all this technological stuff is for. But I digress. Let me get into this. Uh, this is a uh, this is by Aaron Kessel of Activist Post. We put this up April 10th. It says the FBI is abusing ancestry genealogy websites by tapping into their DNA data. What's worse, these companies are giving up their users' data under presumed consent that is buried in their terms and conditions, un- according to several reports. Family Tree DNA is the first company known to be cooperating directly with the FBI 
to give its agents access to its genealogy database, according to the BuzzFeed report. A Family Tree DNA spokesperson told BuzzFeed that the Family Tree DNA's agreement with the FBI gives the agency the ability to search more than one, gen- one million genetic profiles, the majority of which were given by their customers without knowledge of the company's relationship with the FBI. As part of the arrangement, Family Tree DNA has further agreed to test DNA evidence and identify the remains of deceased individuals in violent crimes for the FBI in its own laboratory. In a statement, Family Tree DNA said that customers have the ability to opt out of matching features in their account settings. Doing so would prevent law enforcement from accessing their genetic information, but it also means a user would be unable to find potential family members through the service. According to Gizmodo, the company also seems to admonish those who choose to opt out by suggesting that it could be, quote, a moral responsibility to give up their private health information to the FBI. Uh, However, the fact of genealogy companies are being subpoenaed by law enforcement isn't a secret. In fact, it's it's in the disclosures on on their websites. Family Tree DNA, Ancestry DNA, and 23andMe. There they are. Uh, forensic magazine's report, a forensic magazine reports that the FBI had previously had access to the Family Tree DNA's database pro- before the partnership with the FBI. After news broke that the FBI was accessing user data, Family Tree DNA announced that it would allow its customers to bar law enforcement from accessing their data. In Ga- uh, Gadget reported, as an interesting corporation co- corporate connection to make, one of the co-founders of 23andMe and Wachikal, which Wajikiki is married to Google's Sergey Brin. Unsurprisingly, Google Inc. also backs the DNA analysis company. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and that, that's, just, uh, that's just a little bit. I want to, if we can, try to get into some of this uh, just, to see if, just to see if this is here. See if it talks about it. Uh, but it's, it's uh, yeah, right here. Last year, drug giant GlaxoKline yeah, GlaxoSmith and Klein invested $300 million in the DNA testing company in a deal that raised eyebrows. A drug company working together with a DNA beta- database company? What could possibly go wrong? Under the deal, GSK has exclusive rights for four years to use 23andMe's DNA database to develop new medicines using human genetics. Activist Post reported last year Houston police launched a pilot program with the company Andy, A-N-D-E, uh, to test a machine called rapid DNA that runs DNA tests in under hours. And so that's just trying to give you guys an illustration of where we're going. Julian Assange is being locked up. Thanks to him, we, we actually know about these types of programs, CODIS, uh, and why it's important to know these types of things, how much DNA we leave lay, laying around, and how we see them scrambling with genetics. Who's more susceptible uh, to certain types of things? This is why your health, reclaiming that, is so important. But imagine that. Imagine some kind of pharmaceutical company and some DNA database company literally having access to your genes, saying, we're going to tailor make drugs for people like him. We're going to tailor make drugs for people like her. We're going to tailor make drugs for people like so-and-so. Think about that. That, to me, is a kind of crazy notion to think about. The idea that they would try to literally create a drug for people like you and then at the same time develop like drugs to either a I, I, I don't I don't even know I don't even know but I knew it was going to happen and what I also know is going to happen in the future is they're gonna they're gonna tailor weed like that as well 
they're going to tailor it to where it's it's stuff that you you willingly consume. You see, go look at Aldous Huxley's The Final Revolution. It's in the mind. They want they want to control you, and the best way to the way the best way to subdue the body is to control the mind. That way, they won't even have to lift a gun or a finger. You'll pull the trigger yourself, and that's the dangerous part. It's the psychology that I'm trying to get at, and why it's 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 this blind belief in experts, this blind belief in authority, this blind uh, this blind ignorance, this blind disassociation. You see. That, that is truly dangerous. And so to truly summarize the epitome of the most dangerous religion, let me pull up for you guys this article that I think it, 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 it truly is scary. It lets you know where we're heading. Chinese authorities offer substantial reward to snitch on Christians as church grows like wildfire. This is put up by Ricky Scaparo of End Times Headline. We put this up April 4th. And before I get into this, we've, we, we've spoken about the battle between Christianity, religion, uh, and, and how they're actually putting Muslims in re-education camps uh, in, in, in China. And how China is, is literally cracking down on churches. They're burning crosses. They're burning books. Uh, they're, they're destroying graveyards. They're clearly uh, burning down the actual buildings. They're detaining the citizens. You know, and all this stuff. It's very, very crazy what's going over there, what's going on over there in China. And that's why I wanted to leave it for the, the, the final segment or the final part of this 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 segment to truly illustrate how that is the world's most dangerous religion is statism. Whenever the state truly has enough authority, it will it will destroy religion. That's what they were even doing before they they, they went through this kind of over authoritarian uh scorched earth policy with Christianity in China. They actually put people stewards, uh, agents inside of churches to make sure that the preachers were saying uh, pro-communist China things during their actual sermons. So it's like you're not even getting your, Christi- your, your, your Christianity, your version of Christianity or true Christianity. You're getting the communist approved version of Christianity. And Pope Francis, oh man, don't even get me started on him. But let me get into this article. Uh, like I said, we put this up April 4th. It's by Ricky Scaparo of End Times Headlines. It says, those who report underground churches to authorities in China are going to be financially rewarded, according to Marcus Jones of London's Premier Radio. It's reported authorities in the city of Guangzhou will give up to 1,000 pounds for information. It's part of a crackdown on illegal worship. Illegal worship. Wow, that's crazy. Illegal worship. So not only... You, you, you're going to have government-approved religions. Gov- the same way I'm like there's protected classes, you're going to have government-approved religions. That's why, again, it is the most dangerous religion. That is the one-word religion, you see. They'll allow for people to have their little... It'll be like an umbrella. They'll allow people to have uh, sanctioned religions. Wow. Illegal worship. But continuing on, it says Elaine Pang, a British Chinese Christian attending church in London, expressed her sadness on Premier News Hour. Quote, to be honest, I'm not very surprised, she said. There's a massive underground church network in China, as most Christians might know. I think it just shows how desperate the government are to crack down on religion in China. Over the five years that I've lived in China, it was really clear that money is really a force and motivation for a lot of things, whether that's in education, getting a job bribery, all the, all of these kinds of things. She added, quote, 
now that they're using these kinds of means to crack down on churches, it's quite expected. I think it's sad, but not surprising. Concern is also being raised by religious freedom charity uh, Release International. Spokesman Andrew Boyd has been speaking to believers in China. He told Premier, quote, one Christian told our partners that there seems to be no solution to have no solution now to having to meet in secret in that country and its registered churches that are also struggling. They said we have no solution. Many Christians and many Christian brothers and sisters don't dare to worship together and must gather privately in secret. Premier recently reported on a crackdown on a church in Sichuan province. More than 100 members were detained in December last year. Reports last reports last month suggested 11 were still in custody. So there you have it. You're not even allowed to have religion because that's a thought. That's another connection. That's another muscle. That's a sense that you're not that you're, you you sh- you better not be speaking with God. You better not be having fellowship. You better not come together with those around you. And praise the Almighty. Praise. You better not praise something other than the state. And truly think about that. That is the danger. The times that we're in. These people don't even they don't they don't even want you to have religion. And I think that that's what I'm 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 really trying to get at these days when I tell people really think about what we're telling other individuals when we're saying, oh, I don't want you to, I don't want you to think this way. I don't want you to have this speech. You're not allowed to do this. Whenever we begin to go down this route, where does it end? You see. So with the time that we have left, I want to play for you guys uh, the 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 actual <laughs> the video. Part of the video that actually spurred some of this 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 this, this conversation. Obviously, the news and the things that's popping up around the world, uh, but obviously the individual. They came up with such a clever title because it is so true. Yes, religion is important. I think it is. Having a spiritual connection with God is vastly, is deeply important. But what I don't think is important is blind authoritarianism, blind loyalty. And that's what we're seeing with all the things that are being pushed there. Like I said, from having creepy Uncle Joe say, no, I'm not sorry for all the inappropriate groping I've done my entire life. It's who I am. To Arizona representatives uh, quietly saying, no, uh, there's no such thing as child trafficking. It's, it's prostitutes and then seeing those very same air quotes prostitutes show up over there on Facebook yeah this is what I mean by the dangerous religion if we if we allow these 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 prophets these false prophets the politicians let's just call it who they are they're politicians why would we believe them but that's what it is when scientism and authoritarianism become and statism become replaced with all of what we've what we've known we begin to lose ourselves. We begin to, t- we begin to literally lose touch with, with, with reality. We thought North Korea is bad. What's going on here? They're over there worshiping uh, Kim Jong-un, right? Kim Jong-un. But what's going on here with the, with the celebrity worship, with, with the politicians? You see, you've got to understand why all of these things are so heavily important. But with the time that we have, I'm going to play for you guys uh, the, the, the clip or the video that actually started this, Carrie Wedler of the anti-media uh, with her videos, why she's finally speaking out on the world's most dangerous religion. I'm not going to play, play it for you in its entirety. Uh, I'll put that link for you guys in the description bar below, but definitely go check it out. And if you haven't listened to the episode we did with her, you're missing out because powerful women and powerful people are stepping up 
And it's, 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 it's not in the face of religion. It's in the face of control, of authoritarianism, to why we have to do these types of things, to step back simply for the freedom and the ability to live. But here we have Carrie Wedler speaking on it. Religion can be a powerful force for good in the world. It can bring people peace and comfort and inspire them to help others and be compassionate. But religion can also be used to control others. And there's one I've been afraid to publicly criticize because of the hysterical backlash from its true believers and those who unquestioningly defend its inherent violence. But I can't stay silent any longer because this religion is running rampant and its followers are only growing more aggressive and more emboldened, glorifying violence as righteous and victimizing others as virtuous. Like many organized religions, it has different sects and levels of orthodoxy. Though the degrees of extremism may vary, its adherents' proud obedience to the god of authority remains the same. They believe their god, government, has rights they do not, the right to control others through violence. Its agents are not subject to basic human morality. Unlike us, they can steal, they can kill, and they can brutalize you for refusing to believe in this double standard and accept that it's for your own good. Like other religions, faithful practitioners of statism, where the state reigns supreme, bow to sacred texts, exalted symbols, and deified origin stories, and they engage in cyclical rituals to prove their faith and secure the riches they think their government god guarantees, even when their religious leaders fail to deliver on those promises. Like any effective religion, its authorities drive its tenets into children's heads from a young age, forcing them into schools where the suppressive, violent, control-based ideology is presented as civilization and freedom and the only possible reality. One that becomes conflated with their most basic human identity and where memorization and regurgitation, compliance and conformity are valued above all else. This brainwashing is so effective and the cultish fixation on the power of authority so great that true believers react frenzied and angrily if you question their perceived prophets or their interpretation of their religion or government forbid the legitimacy of their god altogether. But while there may be different interpretations of authority worship, followers' faith in it is unshakable, and they believe not only that they must force it on the infidels who don't share their specific ideology, but also that they are free because their god allows them to do so. They believe it's moral to threaten others into the sacrament of submission. As long as they perform the rituals, pray to the right religious leaders, and don't break their rules, they will be saved. No matter how many times this proves to be a lie, and no matter how cruel their god reveals itself to be, they continue to believe. It is a repressive religion, criminalizing nonviolent, victimless behavior while approving of other destructive vices, simply because their holy texts, laws, written by mortals but kissed by pseudo-sacred authority and enforced at the barrel of a gun, say so. Followers believe the government has the right to control a wide range of behavior and that as faithful practitioners, they can use this status god and their religious masters to force their views on others who don't consent. And even when adherents don't agree with certain laws, they nevertheless submit because they faithfully bow to the god of authority. These rules inevitably require violence to enforce, and those who refuse to comply, even if they aren't hurting anyone, ultimately come face to face with the weapons of the enforcement class for questioning its superiority. If they don't get the barrel of a gun jammed in their face, the fact remains that the state asserts its right to use violence if it wants, while its true believers deny this violence even exists, calling it consent of the governed or majority rule or the social contract. When every representative they elect and every law that's passed hold their power because of an enforcement class that will aggress against others to ensure obedience. Those who wield the weapons and impose the violence for the institution are deemed heroes and martyrs. They receive special status and privilege and respect for fighting the sinners, the infidels, the non-believers. The effectiveness of this indoctrination leads otherwise good people to kill on its behalf for conman prophets and others to rationalize it and advocate it. I hope you guys are getting the message because this is the powerful stuff that we really try to summarize with every single episode. That's what she's talking about with the God of authority. This is the police state 
This is what happens whenever you have people who are blind, loyalist to this type of uh, authoritarian control. Uh, but what's going to happen, gang? I'm going to put the link for that in the description bar below. So you got to go out there, go share it, go check it out. Powerful stuff. Uh, but what's going to happen is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about this epidemic that's going on over there in New York. How scientists at Harvard want to conduct a large scale human experiment and how there's 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 so much stuff going on. Hormone treatments to, to eight year old girls or to eight year old people who identify as uh, children who identify as transgender. This is craziness. This is, again, what I mean by the most dangerous religion. Uh, but we're going to be talking about this and more mass human experimentation and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. Salutations, my friends. Have you heard of Shilajit? Well, to be quite honest, neither had I. But then I started doing some research and I found out that it was part of the Hindu Ayurvedic system of medicine. And for hundreds of years since its discovery, it's had the potential to help people live a healthy and balanced life. Here, let me read off some of the benefits for you guys. It increases your energy, boosts your libido, balances your mood, supports healthy aging, decalcifies your pineal gland, and we all understand how important that is, supports healthy brain health. Uh, it also helps regulate your hormones. There are so many benefits to taking this that I cannot put them in this single video. You can mix it in with tea. Uh, I like to mix it in with my pre-workout in the morning and be careful, it's gonna give you that boost. It's going to give you that energetic boost you need to get through your day. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, out. And we are back. Wow. Yeah, I know. It, it's hard trying to draw a, a picture about a lot of the stuff with everything that's going on. 
it, it's it's uh, definitely interesting trying to paint a picture of everything that we see going on, but at the same time get people to understand that this is what I mean by rebellion is rebellion is our only choice at this point. And what we see them pushing is just that. I try to explain how at this point I just I how do how do you say no unilaterally? You say no by voting with your dollars, you say no by voting with your lifestyle. You say no by taking the conscious time, the conscious effort to build a life that you want. This is why I have to do a plug about the CBD oil and the Shilajit. I would not play something for you good people if I did not believe it. I would not play something that would not only energize your life, take your health back, help you reclaim your life and support the operation, but also give you the ability to start thinking in that context. What are the things that you are contributing to? What are you doing? Where are you spending your money? And I don't just mean your physical currency. I'm talking about your spiritual currency, your mental currency, your emotional currency. All these different types of things are vastly important. And I hope that when we start talking about these types of things, you guys really understand why it's important to have that kind of conscious effort. Because if not, as I said before, you'll go through this life feeling this kind of automated craziness and you won't, you won't, you won't understand why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. You won't understand why you're being subjected to all these types of things. And this is the insanity uh, that we see going on. But uh, I want to play for you guys a quick action. This, this, uh, this particular post does not have any sound to it, but I'm going to get into this article from uh, The Mind Unleashed. They reposted it from uh, Zero Hedge. We put this up April 9th. It says New York City orders mandatory vaccinations amid measles outbreaks. As New York City's largest measles outbreak since 1991 worsens, Mayor Bill de Blasio on Tuesday declared a public health emergency mandating that any unvaccinated children living in a certain zip code must receive the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, or their family could face heavy penalties. We talked about that uh, last week's in last week's episode. It was about five hundred dollars uh, that they were facing. Judge just days after a judge threw out Rockland County's emergency order to ban unvaccinated kids from all public places, New York City's deputy mayor for health and human services, uh, Herminia Palacio, has with the mayor's approval, declared a state of emergency as the number of measles, measles cases since the fall nears 300, with 21 cases resulting in hospitalizations and nearly 250 in children. Palacio blames anti-vaxxers and spreading false information among Brooklyn's uh, Hasidic Jewish community, which has been identified as the epicenter of the outbreak, per the Wall Street Journal. Public health officials said that they were taking the unusual step in response to an anti-vaccination campaign that has included measles parties, phone calls, and voicemails targeting the community with, quote, intentional efforts to give misinformation, said Herminia Palacio, uh, Herminia Palacio the New York City Deputy Mayor uh, for Health and Human Services. Quote, these, there are frank untruths being propagated, said Dr. Palacio. The emergency order covers the zip codes uh, 11205, 11206, 11211, 11, uh, 11, and 11249. City officials will be checking medical records to try and crack, track down children who haven't been vaccinated. Officials with the city's Department of Health and, F- and Mental Hygiene will be checking vaccination records and tracking down adults and children who have been in contact with infected patients, people who have not received the MMR vaccine or don't have evidence of immunity could be fined $1,000. Wow, it's literally doubled. City officials said on Tuesday that there have been 
285 cases of measles in New York City since October, with 246 in children. 26 or 21 people have been hospitalized, with five ending up in intensive care, with ending up in the intensive care unit. But there have been no deaths. Wow, this is crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy to me. You're being fined $1,000. You're being tracked down. They're saying, look, you're going to get these shots. Not only are you you're, you're banned from public places, but you're also going to, we're going to track you down. We're going to call you. We're going to give you your shots. You're going to take these things. You're not going to be able to fight it. And I think that is truly crazy on so, on so many different levels. Uh, and I played for you guys a clip last week of, uh, in Arizona, how they, they tracked down a kid that was unvaccinated as well. There was a, they say it was a hiccup in, they say it was a hiccup in the chain of command, but clearly I don't think, I think everybody understands that was not it. But to give you guys a, to give our audience a visual context of essentially what I just read, I'm going to play for you guys again, that quick, that quick news clip of, uh, of those, those, those police storming that home in Arizona to try to find that, that unvaccinated kid. And this is where we're going. This is again, more of that authoritarianism that Carrie Weather was speaking on in her video. This happening last month to a Chandler family after their doctor called the Department of Child Safety, who then contacted Chandler police. A two-year-old had a 105-degree fever and was unvaccinated. The doctor suggesting the parents go to the hospital. They did not, saying the fever broke and went down after leaving that office. But the doctor was still concerned and called for help. After getting a warrant, Chandler police went in like this and got all three children into DCS custody. They're now living with their grandparents and all new this morning. ABC 15 sitting down with an attorney who believes a disagreement in parenting between a doctor and a family shouldn't mean an action like this. You don't need to go out and use extreme force. It should be force that's necessary to remove the child. If you go in there with extreme force, that could cause even more harm and trauma to the child. Yeah, you, you would think, but uh, these people aren't really thinking again about the child. And that's, that's, I really think that's what's crazy is they're literally doing all this like through brute force and not actually thinking the whole, the whole thing through. But how have we gotten to a society, into a world, to where now it, it, there's a discussion between how the child should be taken care of between the parent and the actual doctor. And uh, it, this disagreement, this is what it results to. It results in, it results in people actually getting kidnapped, children getting kidnapped. That word actually like being real. And that's what's going on in New York. That's what, that's essentially what this is. Colorado is turning into a vaccine, uh, a vaccine police state as well. They're trying to remove all kinds of vaccine exemptions. This is, a, this is becoming a very, very serious thing. When we talk about, again, the World Health Organization saying that anti-vaxxers are considered the, the biggest threat, the biggest global health threat of 2019, these are the types of things they're slowly rolling out for the population. You see. But uh, because they're, this is the two-pronged attack. And so whenever you see, you, you see me slowly posting about things like... Uh, drug-resistant infections spanning the globe it's because of the global health security agenda there's a larger un plan here to try to get people to take the shot and when i start talking about mass you know 
experimentation, human human experimentation, it's because of that as well. I'm going to play for you guys a quick clip of a pharmacist mother talking about uh, how her children were essentially destroyed after the MMR vaccine that they're trying to force to people today or force on to people today. How old are your children? Uh, my daughter is 21, and then I have twin boys that are 19. Okay, so when going to, first of all, in both you and your husband's training, when you, you know, pharmacy school and medical school, did you guys ever get any training on the dangers of vaccines? No. None. None. Not even as a pharmacist. Mm -hmm. So what were you, what, did you question the vaccine? Because you used to administer no, vaccines. No, because I, I, I didn't, I've never administered a vaccine. No. Um, no, I never questioned it because we were in the medical field and, you know, we wanted to be right on schedule. We tried to do everything exactly right um, through the whole pregnancy and then whenever they were born, going through the vaccine schedule. I mean, whenever it was time, I was at the doctor, you know. Never thought anything about it. That's just what you did you and know we're trying to be a great a good parent and that's what you did wow and your husband was the same yeah how old are you well uh my daughter is I, I i don't you know so I, for our audio listeners you can't see the disparity on this woman's face and it's it just it just shows you you know you, you you've got imagine coming to that realization that this happened to your child and you didn't question any of it while it happened uh, and this is essentially what I mean whenever we're talking about things such as this. You know, the ability, not even the ability, the reality of the fact uh, that we're giving kids as young as eight years old cross-sex hormones. And this ties into vaccines as well. This ties into to, to mental health. This ties into uh, uh, pharmaceuticals. This ties into everything that we see happening to the, the, next, the next generation. You see, could, could rant all day about the dangers of statism. But whenever we're talking about children, whenever we're talking about what's happening to the, 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 the next generation, this is the dangers. This is the epitome of it. These people literally have this much power over your life, over mental health, over health freedom. The ability to say, you know what, we're going to change you right now. But because we've got you entra in, in, uh, entranced with our programming, now, now you're going to make the decisions that we want you to. You become radicalized, indoctrinated, to now you're going to start to do the things that we want you to do. This is crazy to me. This is an experiment on children. I posted about it, this article you know, a few days ago. A, a few, uh, <laughs> ironically enough, a few days after... Uh, doing the, the, the show with Brad Burris of Crush the Opposition where he talked about gender realism and why it's important to have you know men be men and women be women. A few days after, six days ago, because that was last the other uh, about uh, two weeks ago, now, this week, we're talking about how doctors are giving hormone treatments to children as eight-year-olds, eight-year-old, eight who identify as transgender. That, and that's just, to me, mind-boggling. Cross sex hormones. Let me get into this. That first one, it was uh, it was from Matt Agarist of the Free Thought Project. This is from Sarah Taylor of the Blaze. And I wanted to put this up, somebody else that we don't normally use, simply because this is showing you that everybody's seeing this this type of stuff go on. This is a huge deal. 
the Free Thought Project found that it was uh, Freedom of Information Act requests that actually was able to get this information out. That's why you have men being fined thousands of dollars for calling men men. Because now we're dealing with a whole new level of crazy. Okay, We're here based in reality. These people are based in this, this statism, religion, la-la land where, every, where, where lunacy is legalized. Reminds me of that scene, I forget which, uh, 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 which, uh, which series or segment or part of, uh, the Hunger Games it is, but where you have these like half human, half animal hybrid people walking around, how far off are we from that? We're talking about things such as CRISPR, genetic modification, genome editing, 23andMe teaming up with GlaxoSmith & Klein, try to say that five times. Uh, and and trying to tailor drugs to you, this is insanity. This this truly is insanity. You know what? We're we're just going to go ahead and read this one from the Free Thought Project. It says cross sex hormones may now be given to U.S. children as young as eight in a government supported research program, despite the the risks these drugs can pose. Uh, a doctor skeptical of transitioning gender dysphoric kids has discovered quote. Imagine giving eight-year-old girls testosterone, said Dr. Michael Laidlaw, uh, told a Heritage Foundation panel. Quote, they are, the, they are in third or fourth grade. This is unbelievable, but this is going on. Laidlaw, an endocrinologist, discovered via a Freedom of Information Act request uh, that the minimum age for administ- administration of cross-sex hormones had been lowered from 13 to 8 in a large five-year study being conducted at the Children's Hospital Los Angeles. This whole thing is an operation on children. Laidlaw blamed the National Institutes of Health for, quote, allowing unethical research to be conducted on children and adolescents, as Dr. Johanna Olson Kennedy, who runs a Los Angeles study, received a, quote, listen to this, $5.7 million to conduct experiments, a $5.7 million grant from the National Institutes of Health, to conduct these experiments on these children. Such experiments Laidlaw believes are being used to push the timetable of transgender affirming therapy forward in the absence of clinical indication that this is a good idea or is at all healthy for the children. At one point, he even suggested that there is little to stop these these researchers from, from removing the gonads of four or five children who identifies as transgender as an ad hoc puberty blocker in a rush to affirm their identity. Uh, Already, children as young as 8, 9 can be given puberty blockers, which halt the child's development into an adult of their biological sex in preparation for taking the cross-sex hormones, which bestow the secondary secondary sex characteristics of the opposite, according to the Endocrine Endocrine Society and American Academy of Pediatrics Guidelines. These drugs have not been approved by the FDA for this purpose and must be pre-described off-label or prescribed off-label. And their known side effects include interruption of normal brain and bone development, as well as increased risk of heart attack, stroke, and various types of cancers. So, yeah, there you go. So whenever you have people like Alex Jones saying the the, the water's turning the frickin' frogs gay, well, how 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 wrong is he? Because now you have them giving cross-sex hormones to eight-year-olds. You have them giving testosterone to little eight-year-old girls. Estrogen to little eight-year-old boys. Trying to turn little Jenny into little Jimmy. 
and this is the, uh, and what I'm really trying to get at before I get into this next article, I'm telling you guys this all the time. This is, this is why they're doing the whole gender X thing, why they're doing the whole gender bending. Uh, the transgender thing is to make us transhuman. There will be no, there will be no humans in the trans, in the technocracy, only transhumanists, transhumans into the technocracy. When they're poisoning the environment with things like Bayer, glyphosate, Monsanto, we're talking about epigenetics. We're talking about eugenics. We're talking about the generational assault that humanity is under, right? So if we look two, three, four, five years down the line, right, where are we going to be? Will these people even have uh, genitalia? Will it look normal? Who's to say that it won't be something else? Who's to say that once it gets to that point that they'll want to change, that they'll want to take these cross-sex hormones, that they'll have them figured out. They'll have the surgery down. They'll have it all together. And I know this, I, I know this sounds ridiculous, even though I'm the one saying it. But that doesn't mean that that's not where it's going to go. And I think that's, that's, you know, one of the, one of the bigger things that I, I really have an issue with is regardless of how we feel, these experiments are already taking place with the chemtrails, the GMOs, the vaccines. This is it. The vaccines are essentially just direct injections of this. But check this out right here. Scientists at Harvard Lab want to radically redesign species, including humans, with large-scale DNA modifications. We put this up April 9th. It's by Skywatch TV. It says, since its invention... CRISPR has let scientists introduce DNA changes at specific locations in a genome. Often these precise changes are made at one at a time, perhaps not for much longer. A team at Harvard University says it has used the technique to make 13,200 genetic alterations into a single cell, a record for the gene gene editing technology. The group, led by gene technologist George Church, wants to rewrite genomes at a far larger scale than has currently been possible. Something it says could ultimately lead to, quote, radically redesigning of species, even humans. Large-scale gene editing of this sort has been tried before. In 2017, an Australian team led by uh, Paul Thomas uh, peppered the Y chromosome of mice with edits and succeeded in blasting it out of existence. Blasting it out of existence. That strategy is being eyed as a potential treatment for Down syndrome, a genetic disorder caused by an extra chromosome. To set the new gene editing record, team members Oscar Castanon uh, and Corey Smith and CRISPR at a type of DNA sequence called a line one, a mysterious repetitive element found littered across the human genome. These genetic elements, which are able to copy themselves, are estimated to account for about 17% of our genome because CRISPR cuts out Cuts open the double helix, making too many edits at once will kill a cell. This danger has limited past attempts at large-scale editing. Jeff Faulkner of the University of Queensland in Australia says in 2016, he tried knocking out line elements in 500 mouse embryos, hoping to see if this would affect mouse behavior. But no such mice mouse, or mice survived uh, to reproduce. To avoid that problem... The Harvard team instead adapted a variation of CRISPR called a base editor that avoids cutting DNA and instead replaces one genetic letter with another, say turning a C into a T. According to their paper posted in March, uh, posted in March to the preprint website Bio, 
BioRivix, uh, the team was able to make over 13,000 changes at once in some cells without destroying them. Quote, they found a way to do the experiment without causing gross genome-wide instability. So that would be my problem with it, or my problem with any of it, uh, genome instability. What happens when some of this stuff begins to break down? We don't know. We still don't understand a lot of our genome sequences. They say a lot of this stuff is junk DNA. <laughs> That's the crazy part. But you have them experimenting with cross-sex hormones on children and, and, and injecting testosterone into little girls. But mixing things with like Legos, trying to rebuild humanity. Where do you think this is going to go? All we want is the fluoride out of the water and for Fled to have water that doesn't have lead in it. <laughs> but these people are over here playing God. These people are over here conducting mass human experimentation, trying to rewrite and alter reality, change it to how they see fit. And think about that. This is the type of insanity that we find ourselves living in. I want to read you guys one more article real quick, and this just this kind of shows you again where we're going. Cross-sex hormones to, 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 to children. Uh, rewriting human genomes. Uh, you know, I, I said this the other day. Uh, Chinese children becoming resistant to, to HIV and AIDS. We are in the age of the transhumans. You see, they're trying to make us better than but before doing so, they've got to they've, they've 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 got to depreciate us. They've got to put us into a state of weakness. Say, right now you're flawed. Let us make you better. I want to show you guys another article uh, about how they they are cloning extinct creatures, and then another article from Technocracy News about how they're actually putting human genes into monkeys. That's right. This is this is what I mean by mass human experimentation. Now, these are Stone Age creatures. Who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, bringing back creatures of the old. I think that's a beautiful cycle. Uh, these things that end up dying, coming back. Uh, but a, a joint team, a joint Russian-South Korean team of researchers led by South Korean cloning expert Professor Huang Hyusuk uh, recently tried to revive the woolly mammoth using cells taken from features preserved in the Siberian ice. Think about that. Reviving Siberian creatures. Saying, you know what? We're going we're gonna to bring it back. We're bringing it back. I'm trying to get this article up for you guys. Of, uh, of them actually. We haven't had time to actually post it. Uh, but them actually combining human and monkeys DNA. And <laughs> this is crazy. This is truly crazy to me. Where we are headed and where we are at. We've spoken on this before though too. Uh, human animal chimeras and animal human chimeras. We talk all the time, you know, about spider pig clones or or even that cross cross trans species, um, spider goat milk, man bear pig. I know all this stuff sounds so wild and so fantastical and basically not even real, but this is where we're at. This this truly is where we're at and where we're going. It, it, as I said before, it doesn't matter necessarily how we feel about the matter. 
what matters is that it's going to continue and it's going to intensify. We have to prepare ourselves for, for sites that are going to be beheld. Sites that you thought were only going to be in video games. Only going to be in comics. But as they say before, nothing is new underneath the sun. Let me get into this article. Uh, this is posted by China Daily, and we're reading it over here at Technocracy News. It says, transgenic Chinese scientists put human gene into monkeys. Technocrat scientists view humans as an animal species that is on the same level as monkeys, just containers of atoms and molecules, so, so there is no ethical problem with inserting a few human genes into them. Researchers from China and the United States have created transgenic monkeys carrying a human gene that is important for brain development, and the monkeys showed human-like behavioral, human-like brain development. Scientists have identified several genes that are linked to prim primate brain size. Uh, MCPH1 is a gene that is expressed during fetal de brain development. Mutations in MCPH1 can lead to microcephaly, a, development dis a developmental disorder characterized by a small brain. Uh, they said that microencephaly is what was caused by the Zika virus. Uh, but continuing on, in the study published in the Beijing-based National Science Review, researchers from the Kunming Institute of Zoology, Chinese Ac Academy of Sciences, and the University of North Carolina in the United States, and other research institutions reported that they successfully created 11 transgenic recess monkeys, a first-generation and three-second-generation, carrying human copies of MCPH1. According to the research article, brain imaging and tissue section analysis showed an altered pattern of, neural, of neuron differentiation and delayed maturation of the neural system, which is similar to the, de to the developmental delay uh, in humans. Neonetty human, neonet, neotony in humans as the retention of juvenile features into adulthood. One key difference between human and non-human primates is that humans require a much longer time to shape their neural networks developing uh, during development, greatly elongating childhood, which is the so-called neoteny. Uh, the study has also found that the transgenic monkeys exhibited better short-term memory and shorter reaction time compared to the wild recess monkeys in the control group. I think that's, that's wild. That's pretty far out there. We're, 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 we're giving cross-sex hormones to kids. We're giving genes to monkeys. Uh, we, we are letting pigs and cows uh, carry human organs. We are developing uh, 3D bioprinters where they can grow human organs. Uh, hashtag stop human cloning because that's still going on. And you need to be desensitized to it. This is, this is what I mean by mass human experimentation. So when I'm getting up here talking to you about all the dangers of the vaccines, that's going on to kids. They're already doing things to you. But what are you consuming? What are you eating? Why do you think, why do you think we, tell, we, we, we play for you things like the, the pesticide levels in people and what happens whenever they switch to organic food? And why, like, we, we really should start thinking of these types of things. This is the epigenetic assault that is going on. Vaccines. This is just a, a literal physical example of why it's so dangerous. But if you're not even able to protect yourself from that, having the Arizona police run up in your house, having the, the, the New York uh, Health and Human Services come knocking on your door 
saying, hey, is your kid vaccinated? If not, here's a thousand bucks, fine, I'll see you tomorrow. And we're still going to shoot your kid up. If you're not able to have medical freedom, are you even free? And this is, this is, this is why it's so important that we have, that we have people out there doing these types of things, that we have people out there conducting research, doing boots on the ground. We need to, I need to, I need to do a special transmission with Chrissy Scarborough of corrupt vaccines, uh, because all of this stuff is so important and I'd be extraordinarily curious to get her, 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 her opinion. Uh, but speaking on solutions and revolutionary ideas, check this out. This is from the free thought project, a revolutionary bill to reject federal government prohibits vaccines until they're proven safe and necessary. A newly introduced bill would reject the federal narrative on vaccines and prohibit their administration until rigorous safety criteria are met. This is marvelous. Hopefully it can be used as as an example around the country. We put this up April 9th. It says a bill introduced in the Texas Senate would prohibit vaccines from being administered unless certain safety criteria are met. Passage of the bill would significantly strengthen vaccine safety testing requirements and push back against any future federal vaccine mandates. Senator Bob Hall introduced Senate Bill uh, 2350, SB 2350, on March 8th. The legislation would only permit a health care provider to administer a vaccine if all of the following criteria are met. The study, the study, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, uh, relied upon for approval of the vaccine evaluated the vaccine against the placebo control group or against another vaccine or substance that the FDA approved based upon a placebo-controlled study. Uh, the study relied upon the, F- the FCA for approval of the vaccine evaluated. And it goes on to show you all the other things that, that are actually effective, like what, what criteria are actually being put through it. So before I continue on with this, I think that while it is good that we're having things that prohibit uh, mandating vaccines without them actually being checked, I'm still against actual vaccines being injected into you. Uh, again, this is why some people in New York are going through the measles party, letting their kids actually develop like a natural immunity to it. And if you have your vaccines, why should I be worried about why, why should you be worried about, you know, catching it again? So I guess I'm just strictly against the idea of them forcibly injecting you with some stuff and saying, Hey, look, you have this now continuing on. It says after recent comments by former FDA commissioner, Dr. Scott Dr. Scott Gottlieb in February of 2019, just prior to his resignation, some believe that the federal vaccine mandates are imminent. Who would think? According to CNN, Gottlieb said, if states don't require more schools, children to get vaccinated, the federal government might have to step in. they, they, They might have to step in. And that's the level of control that these people think they have. They, this is getting out of control, if you ask me. It is literally getting out of control. That's all we want. Is we want the fluoride out of water. We don't want you to shoot us up with all kinds of vaccines. We want Flint to have lead or lead free water. We want our skies to be blue. You know, we just we, we, we want clean food. Like is this also I didn't realize it was so hard. But I suppose that's why they tell you that the path Short and narrow. I suppose this is this is the bread and circus for the masses. People like ourselves who pay attention to these types of things. Yeah, this is all happening. But that's why it also liberates us. It gives us the ability 
to take the time to cultivate a life where we where where we're jumping over these hurdles literally becomes easy to where it's not an inconvenience. What's an inconvenience is having people who don't see the hurdles is living a life where you where you ignore that. You see. So think about this. We've, we've, we have literally talked about mass human experimentations, CRISPR-Cas9. <laughs> wow. CRISPR-Cas9 being used on people, vaccines being shoved down people, mandatory vaccines in, 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 in New York, children being taken in, in, in Arizona, cross-sex hormones being used on kids as young as eight. Like, this is, this is nuts to me. Wow. And they said, oh, we're not going to we're not going to we're not going to conduct human trials because of the Nuremberg trials because of all that stuff. Yeah, we're not we're not going to conduct experiments on humans anymore. Well, what is this? What is Monsanto? What's going on in Argentina? What is this? What's going on with Desmond the Amazing? What is this? Why are you why are we doing this to kids? Why are we doing this to our future? You know, I'm going to say this and then I'll, I'll, I'll sign out for the segment. You know, I'm at the gym all the time and I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking with people and you know, I, I, I look at the generations of people who are at the gym and I think about the generations, you know, ahead of, ahead of us, ahead of me. And I think, you know, they probably just wanted to play some baseball, shoot the breeze, not care, you know, hang out, have a few beers, cook some steaks. And I get that. I really do. I wish I could. I told you guys this week, I wish I could be normal. But I don't think I was put here to be normal. I w- <laughs> I, 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 apparently, I'm not supposed to be the dude running the barbecues and doing all this type of stuff. Apparently, I'm supposed to be out here doing this type of work, showing, showing everything else. But I don't want to be one of the people, when I get older, looking at the next generation, wondering how they got there. I want to be the part of that generation that says, good, glad you got here, son. Glad you got here, gal. Oh, I'm so happy to see you, sweetheart. Boy, grab that thing over there. I, I, I want to be a part of the generation that, 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 that motivates us to get us to where we need to go. I don't want to be looking at the next generation confused. I see all these things happening, and it, it, it weighs on the heart heavy. Seeing this type of assault against the children, seeing this type of assault against the future. And I've told you this. I've told you this before, audience. That, that when I look at, when I look at the, I, I have this like symbolic vision and it could be, you know, what's going on in the womb where, you know, mother earth is here and we are the stars coming down. I have this vision where we're just these shooting stars falling to the earth, you know, and, and, and we're, and we're, and we're being born to do this type of work and with things like the abortions, the vaccines, the human experimentation, all this stuff, all of these things that they're putting up these barriers that we have to hop through just to do the physical spiritual work. I just have this vision of that. And, and, and and our whole purpose here doing this type of work is to destroy that barrier, to take down the things like the vaccines, to point out things like the chemtrails, to try to put people on like a healthy diet, like Dr. Sebi did to really try to open up people's minds, to give them the scrolls, to give them the truth that they need. But you see what the most dangerous religion has done. You see it is, it is truly turned uh, ignorance into strength. It has turned peace into war. It has turned f- slavery into freedom. You see. And that's why 
as we move forward into this chaotic future, as I've told you and asked you time and time again, gang, what types of values are we going to bring into this new world order? What type of world are we creating? You see what's being pushed upon us. Are we creating a safe landing for these children, for the next generation that's coming? I would like to hope so. But what's going to happen, gang, is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to speak on this whole idea of them transmuting reality. Telepathic Russians. An MIT professor saying that he believes we live in a simulation and how, again, we're finding out information of how they're replacing detention with meditation. This is a good thing. It's a truly, it, it truly is a magnificent time to be alive. I see so much, so much gloriousness rising. Yes, clearly I see like all these, these things that were, these hurdles that we have to cross, no doubt. But at the same time, to see the majesty that's about, the majesty and the righteousness that's about to fall onto the world. Oh, that is a powerful thing. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. We'll talk about this and more on the other side. Uh, I was going to try to say something cool, but I totally had a brain fart. So I'm just going to say, I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Welcome back. Glad to hear that I didn't scare you off. I hope I had you laughing because you got to laugh. This stuff is extremely crazy. It, it's, it's heavy. I'm not going to lie to you. It's heady. It's heavy. It's, it's real. It is real. This is happening. Okay. You can't get tomorrow back, but you can't prepare for to, to you can't get tomorrow yesterday back, but you can't prepare for tomorrow. And that's what we're here to do. These little weekly little chats that we do, gang, right? Kind of give you a, a, it's enough, but it's not enough, right? And this is my ability to make a quick shameless plug. If you want extra content, we have a new show launching that's going to be a little bit less paranormal, or less, less, less political, more paranormal and esoteric, and with video. Uh, if, you, if you want a little bit extra content, think about becoming a, an exclusive member. Get discounted access to our new service forward slash feature that we're also going to be launching because if you haven't caught on, we're growing. And that's what I mean by extra content. The weekly shows, they're good and all, but you know, it's it's there's there's still more to it. The weekly shows are good, fellowship and freedom's good, but with this new weekly show, or I mean, oh, did I let that slip? With this new show, we're gonna be providing you guys with extra content and exclusive members will get even more. More direct access or more direct access to me, more content, and just more in general. Uh, because I have so much love to give. And I hope you do as well. So if you guys want to help out the operation, think about becoming a Patreon exclusive member. So let's get into this segment. We're talking about transmuting reality. What is that? The transmutation. You can see everything that's going on, it is mind boggling mind-boggling messes with my canoodle it's speaking about messing with your canoodle the Russians are having their canoodles messed with a Russian army a Russian army magazine claims that the existence of quote super soldiers with telepathic abilities are for future war now before I get your hopes up thinking that they they've unlocked uh, telepathy it's synthetic telepathy. Uh, it would be the ability to literally put a computer chip in your brain and then have you send thoughts that way. We speak about this time and time again. How people like Regina Dugan, uh, former head of the former head of DARPA, now head of uh, Facebook's F8 or Building 8, 
where they're, where they're developing mind reading technology. She's working on this. She wants to figure out how to translate your, your thoughts into text so you can type it out. They want mind reading technology, but telepic uh, powers, telepathy. Well, that's, that's something else. They can mimic that. You see, I have another article here that confirms that other people are indeed seeing these types of things go on. This is from a uh, sign of the times. I think that first one, uh, that, that first article that we were reading from is from also from sign of the times, but they did a, a another article later on, uh, in the, in the, in the news cycle talking about how Russia's paranormal soldiers and military dolphin telepathy has been revealed by a defense ministry magazine. We put this up April 9th. It says an article in the official magazine of the Russia of Russia's defense ministry has claimed that the country's military works in tandem with psychics, employs paranormal tactics to aid soldiers and has used dolphins and telepathy experiments. A piece in the magazine Army Collection headlined, quote, Super Soldiers for the Wars of the Future described how the military has conducted a sh- conducted strange experiments, such as one in which psychics managed to read documents that were located in a safe. The article was first published in February, uh, but came to prominence this week after reports in the Russian magazine RBC opposition newspaper Novaya Gazeta and the website Medusa Commentators were surprised uh, that such claims would be made in a publication sanctioned by authorities. According to the article's author, Nikolai Poroskov, uh, who served in campaigns in Chechnya and Sierra Sierra Leone, Soviet scientists developed paranormal techniques in the 1980s with the aim of military being able to, quote, extract information from a so-called, from a state of so-called altered human consciousness he wrote the method was even used during campaigns in Chechnya to, quote, reveal the enemy's plan and the composition of the forces and means involved. He said that Russia has specialists that use te- telepathy to quiz prisoners, skills honed in experiments on dolphins. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to I'm going to stop right there uh, because. One of the uh, very censored episodes I've, I've done now, I was refer back to it. Uh, is whenever I was uh, talking with Lori Alexander and we were going over just that. We were going over things like Project Stargate, Project Center Lane, Project Real Flame, and Project Sunstreak. Uh, projects that date back at least to like like the 40s, the 50s, into like the 90s. Uh, about just that, the psychokinetic potentiality of humanity. And I've done countless episodes on it. The documents are there, for sure. The potentiality is there, for sure. So uh, I'm... I'm glad that we're talking about this because check this out, gang. We just heard from the Russians that you're able, that you have uh, telepathic ability, telepathic abilities. I can pull up the documents right now. I think, yeah, they're over here on this side of the desk <laughs> because I have them always around me. But if you have the ability to, to, to conduct telepathy, what does that mean? That means that you have other dis- undiscovered uh, uh, abilities other genes that aren't expressed. You see what I did there? Mass human experimentation. The most dangerous religion. Tying it into what's going on now. They don't want you to understand not only your divinity, but your multidimensional nature and how beautiful you truly are. So they have to scramble your genes, disconnect you from God, tell you there is no God, separate you from source, and do so much more. How do you think these people... (laughs) Let me... Let me... 
How do you think these people access these types of things? And then once they access these abilities, how do you think they get more? How do you think they understand it better? And this is what people don't think about. Uh, but continuing on, it says, quote, they mentally gave the animals the commands that they performed. It turned out that the techniques also applied to humans, he wrote. The article stated that the paranormal tactics have helped soldiers learn foreign languages, treat wounded troops, detect ambushes, and even crash computers. He said telepathic, nonverbal interrogation can help soldiers decide if the enemy soldiers are receptive to recruitment. Uh, So-called, quote, psychic countermeasures are also taught special forces soldiers how to hold up during enemy interrogation. Anatoly Matichikok, the head of analytics department at the magazine Soldiers, uh, at the magazine Soldiers of, U of Russia told RBC that Soviet scientists did some work in these fields, especially in the 1960s, between the 1960s and the 1980s. Yeah, if you guys want a, 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 a rabbit hole to trip down, definitely go check it out. Definitely go check out uh, uh, Project Grill Flame, Project Centerland, Project Sunstreak, and all of those things, Project Stargate. Okay, because we, we, we've spoken on this time and time again because of how real it is. Not only do you have psychic abilities, but you have so much more. Uh, what he's talking about, being able to send your thoughts into a dolphin that is a psychokinetic projection, uh, influencing your, being able to influence the, the, the external world using your thoughts. It's such a brilliant thing. And that's how beautiful we truly are. But they just want you to, you know, go dress up as a drag queen and go get read to by some creepy dude. You know, and say, that's okay. This is awesome. They don't want to realize that, like, look at what you could do. You were made in the eyes of the creator. Father Sky and Mother Earth took the time to build you. It, you, you are something special. And they don't want you to think about that. But that's, what I, that's literally what I am here to do. I am literally here to remind you of that. Now... Now that we're talking about strange stuff, understand that you are extraordinarily important. But this article came out, and I always love touching on things like the simulation theory and trying to really figure out where we're at, where we're going. Hell, the hell is happening right now? A Massachusetts Institute of Technology professor has declared it's more likely that we're living in a simulation than not. Where have we heard that before? Elon Musk, the very same person who's talking about an immortal dictator. I think he meant to say summoning the demon. And that's why you have people in uh, Silicon Valley talking about building the Godhead. Well, there was a there was a poll out. Uh, I'm not sure if it, was, if it was a Pew survey or what, but uh, a few weeks ago, uh, people in Europe preferred you know, AI to actual politicians because that's, that's how it works. Uh, but really, truly understand what this means. This is again, part of the, the most dangerous religion, letting computers and the state take over. But think about this before we get into this article, the idea of a simulation. How did we get here? Is your mind, are you projecting this reality? Are you, are you, are you tapping into something else? How is this any, how is this any more real than you are? How is this any more fake? How do you know that this isn't a dream right now? See, you're, you're, you're of sound mind, right? If you've gotten this far along in the show, you're of sound mind. 
these kids that they're giving these these cross-sex hormones to, they're scrambling all these people's brains with, they won't be of sound mind, not for quite some time. These children, they're getting in the wombs with these drugs. They're getting as soon as they get out of the out of the womb with the vaccines, they won't be of sound mind. So while it is important to, type, to, to think about these types of things, we also have to understand the clear and present threats that we face here. Because if you ask me, I truly do think that we are living in a, in a simulation, but not in the context that this individual is thinking. Uh, and, oof, and that's a whole separate discussion for a whole, for another day. But let me get into this article. This is by Max Lavo of SDHF Plan. They put this up April 10th. It says, MIT professor says, quote, we are most likely, we more likely we are living in a simulation than not. A MIT professor has declared that it's more likely that we're living in a simulation than not. In a recent interview with Digital Trends, MIT researcher Ryzen Verk stated that in his own personal estimation, we're probably living in a simulation. Verk's hypothesis is far from new. The topic was famously, uh, famously probed in the 1999 film The Matrix and the subject of a new book by Verk. As a computer scientist and a video game developer who plays or who, who leads play labs at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Verk endeavors to unpack the heady arguments that call our physical world into question in this book, or in his book, The Simulation Hypothesis. Although this idea seems unlikely to the average person, it has been entertained by the likes of technology gurus such as Elon Musk. During his infamous podcast with Joe Rogan, Musk declared that we are, quote, probably living in a simulation, which means he believes we are all programmed to live in what is essentially a video game. Must claim that we have a one in a billion chance of living in a base reality. Verk points out our chances at a little lower than Musk's, though. Quote, I would say it's somewhere between 50 and 100%. I think it's more likely that we're in a simulation than not. Verk told Digital Trends. When Digital Trends asked Verk how he came to the conclusion that we are likely stuck in some sort of mental trap stimulation, he replied, I had, an I had an experience playing virtual reality ping pong, and the responsiveness was was very real to the point where I forgot that I was in a VR room, in, in a room with VR glasses on. When the game ended, I put the paddle on the table, but of course there was no paddle and there was no table, so the controller fell to the floor. I even leaned over onto the table and almost fell off. That experience really got me thinking about how video game technology is evolving and how it could end up being so fully immersive that we would be un unable to distinguish it from reality. Think about this. So does that mean that our body is, our, is consciousness local? I've asked this whenever I was on uh, with Adam Nix and JC Abbott of the Wayfinder podcast. Is consciousness local? Are we projecting ourselves into our bodies? We go to sleep, right? Crash. But where do you go? You're not really asleep. You're still conscious. But you're asleep. What is that? What is that? That is so crazy. I think that is so crazy. And you'll and you'll you're, you'll you'll hear me speak about this uh, as as Adam and JC are speaking about uh, their DMT or their 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 uh, their trips, their mushroom trips, about how you know they'll be in other realms, and then you know they'll have a sensation like oh they have to go to a bathroom, and then they have to work back through these other realms that they were on the different planes that they had interacted before they went to previous levels. Uh, and then they had to work back down to the physical body and say, Hey, <laughs> we have to go pee. And I think everybody has had that dream where they were dreaming about going to the bathroom in a black room 
and then realizing that this, this is a dream about a bathroom. This isn't a real bathroom. So you have to wake yourself up from the dream of, of the bathroom to actually go to the dream or go to the bathroom in real life. But who's to say that we're not even dreaming this reality right now? That this is all being made up? Who's to say that there isn't some type of base reality? I speak all the time about the multidimensional reality. We speak uh, spiritual warfare is extraordinarily real. We, this is, this, these, these are all different dimensions in which coexist in, this, in the space that we're in right now, the time space uh, that we're in right now. These are all different components of where we find ourselves existing, developing not only the spiritual sense, physical strength, mental strength, you see, all of these things are different dimensions. So who's to say that we are not projecting ourselves here? Because your body is still the same. You're the only one that's changed. You see. So I want to leave, I want to leave it off with this. Some good news. More good news. I guess kind of the same good news, or what I said before the last time, but schools are beginning to replace detention with meditation, and it is creating incredible results incredible results this currently has 9680 likes on the page we put this up april 9th it's by makuya uh mayuk saha of truth theory it says we've all been through through those terrible uh detentions back in school but it's really debatable whether detention actually results in any proper productive development in children while many of us have have, have been told to step outside the class or stand while others are sitting in a method to shame us it always affects us negatively Rather, we need to find a new way that will actually help students become better than they are without impacting their self-esteem. In Baltimore, the Robert W. Coleman School brought about a change in their detention method, and it was a great success. Taking help of the ancient Hindu practice of meditation, the school introduced the Mindful Meditation Room in February of 2016, as reported by Uprocks. Here, meditation was used to help calm and help students deal with the anxiety and stress, thereby disciplining their mental thoughts. This method was introduced through a, world, through a wonderful partnership with the Holistic Life Foundation. The school chose to break tradition, and it seemed like a risky move, but the question was, will it work? Turns out it did. The suspension rates in the schools were lowered significantly. Some of the students had mentioned how the program changed their lives, for, and for example, uh, if they were taking a test, they would just start taking deep breaths. In the midst of noise, they would meditate to tune out all the noise and become one with themselves. And, the best part, it actually helped them to build their character. One of the students recalled that in the middle of a conflict with their parents, they were about to lose their cool when they remembered the breathing techniques. After breathing in and out, the anger was gone. That might actually be the best conflict resolution ever. Here are some of the kids practicing meditation, if you guys go. Uh, to the actual article, you can go see some of the, the actual pictures. Uh, but the Holistic Life Foundation uses a reciprocal teaching model so that the kids will go home and teach their families. We need a change in our detention system so that we can actually help these students become good human beings in the future. Robert W. Coleman School has set up a wonderful example. Now, we can only hope that other schools may follow through. I agree. I agree. I would hope that the, that the parents are able to teach the kids uh, different meditation techniques. Uh, but that is an interesting method, a reciprocal teaching method, to be able to teach the, chi the children, teaching the parents how to, 
meditate, you know, and this is good as well, because with everything that we see going on right now, I think it's crazy. It is, it is crazy. And as I said before, at the end of last week's episode as well, cooler heads will prevail. This is crazy. It's like, we got all these, we're in the eye of the storm. It's like a game of political chicken. We're facing down so much stuff. And it, it, it's like, we have to, we have to like keep our heads cool while like, while some crazy stormtrooper or just jackboot of the state, however you want to look at it, just some black guard is just walking around ready to kill. And we just have to keep our cool, slow our, slow our mind, slow down your breathing, keep your pace, slow it down and wait for them to pass because the minute they pass, you know, it's on, you know, it's on and we're waiting but in a good way. And I think everybody can feel that anticipation, but that's what I mean by cooler heads will prevail. Yes. Question your reality. Question everything. Ask yourself, is, is this going on? Are all these types of things happening? Yes, they are happening. And you can see where they're going ahead. But if we don't take the time to try to figure out ourselves, know what our, know what our, our resources are, know what our, well, our wherewithal, we will be caught up in the chaos. We will be caught by the wayside. That's what I was trying to tell you at the start of the show. Are we being gaslit? Are we being triggered? These are all things that we need to figure out as we move forward because we have to commit to a certain path. We can't be a hot or cold in and out. We have to follow through with all of this, but we have to understand the time frame that we are in and our abilities to affect change because believe it or not, we already are. And that's the beautiful thing about where we're going. You see, the times that we find ourselves in, teaching meditation to kids. These kids... <laughs> these kids are the, these kids that are coming they're going to have to be the warrior monks the battle priests they're going to have to have their heads cool because if not they're going to be worse than Antifa they're going to be worse than ev- anything you can imagine because not only will they not only will they be you know clearly psychotic and lunatic but they'll also have drugs like it's, it's, it, it's crazy to think about, uh, just the, the world that is being built. And I really wish, you know, I, re- I wish that I was working with some creative people to where we could really sit down and carve out the world for you guys and show you, you know, week by week, what happens in different segments. If we don't fix these types of things and create archetypes of characters that represent these ideas, because this is again, more of more of the culture war, more of the renaissance. And this is why we why it's imperative that we find so many different ways for us to, 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 to communicate with you, to diversify the information, to get it out, to explain truly what we're up against, because it's not easy. It's not easy. And I think a lot of people can have opinions when you're not actively involved. The minute that you get involved with these types of things, you start to see how fast and rapidly things are developing. You know, it, 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 it's game on. And that's where we're at right now. Uh, so this is a perfect thing for us to end this actual episode with. Being able to teach the next generation the effective tools that they need. And how to, how to pull them out from themselves. Because that's all that you need is you need to find yourself and then find other people that are moving along in that life path. I think this is a perfect thing for, for us to end the episode with. Teaching kids how to meditate. Teaching kids how to try to find peace. You see, within themselves so that they can affect real world change. 
That's what it's about. And that's why we're here. And that's why, regardless of what you see them doing, running all of their AIs, their algorithms, their computers to try to hijack our reality and tell us we're living in a simulation that they've created. I don't even know if that's true, but just something to think about. But this is what I mean by us transmuting reality. We can create a better world. We just have to know what kind of world we're creating. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most dangerous religion, mass human experimentation and transmuting reality. However, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know I went over a lot, as I typically do. I try to give you a comprehensive view about everything you see going on. And so far, this is why you see me p pitching the, uh, the New Leaf Naturals, the CBD oil, mindfulness, and all kinds of other uh, outdoor activities that you should do because they help you understand yourself. Uh, realize we are moving into the new dark ages with book burning, witch hunts, the Inquisitions, uh, thousands of questions, the fake news, all the stuff that we see happening is, is, is the ability, or at least the understanding that they are trying to change what we think of as reality. Uh, they're, making it, they're making it seem as if standing up for something is a bad thing, but I assure you, that's not the case. More people are rising, and I couldn't be uh, more honored to be here. Like I said, we're going to put the link to Carrie Wedler's The Most Dangerous Religion uh, video in the link in the description bar below so you can check it out. Uh, we realize that a lot of the back-end work that we're doing uh, kind of stops some of the mini-casts and the IG lives. It makes it a little bit more difficult. But don't worry, we're trying to figure that out at the moment. That's what we're thinking at the moment. We realize we have a lot of different things to offer to you people, and we're doing the best we can. If you like what you're hearing, you want to support this operation, think about becoming a Patreon exclusive member. Check out all the links in the description bar below and go to our website. Share this article. Share this episode, both audio and video. We diversify everything because you good people deserve it. And with that being said, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Stay vigilant out there. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, out.
I'll see you on the other side.